That's me, Jesus. Your loving kindness, loving kindness toward me. Your tender mercy.
Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church, our morning worship. Man, we are in the parking lot. It is parking lot praise going on this first Sunday in May. We are grateful to the Lord. Got the sun shining, got a little breeze blowing. And for you, those of you who are streaming, whether you are near or far, in the Houston metropolitan area, in the United States or around the world. Man, I just want to thank you for giving us the privilege to inspire you and encourage you to become all that you are intended to be. Now, I need you to know something. You are not watching us to make us a big church or to help me become a big preacher. That's not our goal. We are here to help you become the best Christian you can possibly be. That is our honor to serve you, to help you discover your purpose and potential in the Lord. I want you to turn with me to 1 John chapter 1, our scripture reading for today, beginning at verse 1. The New King James translation is our translation of choice today. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, upon which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you, that your joy may be full. And today we want to help encourage that joy that resides in you. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time. Father, we ask and thank you just for the opportunity to worship you. You've given us today a reasonable portion of health and sense and a mind stayed on you. And we pray now, God, that the offering of our lips, this sacrifice of praise, as we pray and preach and teach and sing, God, we pray that it will all honor you, that it will edify your people, that it will glorify you and it will horrify the devil that the lives that will be changed will be changed both now and in eternity. We ask your blessing now in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, join in with us. If you're at home, stand up on your feet. Let's give God some praise. Those of you in the parking lot, flash your lights. You're listening to 103.3. Flash your lights and let us know you're listening. We give God the glory on this day. Hallelujah. How we lift our hearts and our Because we are chasing after you, oh God. We love you. The word directs us to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, and thy strength. We give you glory, Lord, because there is none like you. We thank you, oh God, because you are worthy of all of our praise. You're matchless in all of your ways.
Hallelujah. How many God chasers are there today? Hallelujah. Come on. Can we just lift up worship this morning? Come on, open your mouths where you are and just let's offer him the fruit of our lips, our worship, our love, yes, our adoration. Hallelujah. Let's make him smile today. Let's make him smile on our worship. Oh, Father, thank you for the opportunity to worship you. We've come to honor and to bless you and to give you glory. We've come to make you smile today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here's my worship. Here's my worship. Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling place. I want to put a smile on your face. I present my heart to you. I present my life to you. Everybody, yes. if you would, that praise with us. Come on, say, say, here's my worship. Here's my worship. Take joy in it. Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling place. Make it your dwelling place. I want to put a smile I on your face. I want to put a smile on your face. I present, I present my, my heart to you. Heart to you. I present my life to you. I present my Hallelujah. Say, here's my worship. Here's my worship. Take joy. Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling place. Make it your dwelling place. Wanna put a smile. I wanna put a smile on your face. Lord, I present my heart to you. Heart to you. Lord, I present my. I present my. Come on, let's do that Life one more time. So here's my worship. Here's my worship. Take joy Take in it. Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling Make place. Make it your dwelling place. I want to put a smile on your face. I want to put a face. smile on your Lord, face. Lord, I present my, I present my heart, to you, yeah. heart to you. Lord, I present my heart to you. I present my life to you. To you. Sing this, everyone. Say, here's my worship. Here's my worship. Smile. Here's my life, Lord. Here's my life, Lord. I want to make you. Say, here's my worship. Here's my worship. Smile. Here is my life, Lord. Somebody open your mouth and offer him worship now. Can we make the Lord smile this morning? Lord, receive our worship today. Hallelujah. Everybody say smile. Whoa. 
smile. That's what we want to do today, Father. We want to make you smile in our worship. Everybody say smile. I want to make you 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 smile. Everybody let this praise with us. Better is one day in your court. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your court than thousands elsewhere. Better is one day in your court. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your court than thousands elsewhere. Everybody say, oh, 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 let me make you smile. Come on and say, oh, 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 let me make you smile. Say, say, oh, 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 let me, let me make you, make you smile. Sing it one more time, everybody say, oh, 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 let me, make you smile. I want to make you smile. That's what I want to do, Jesus. I want to make you smile. Smile on my worship. Smile on my praise. I want to make you smile. I want to make you smile. Open your mouth and worship Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We give you glory. We want to make you smile, yeah. Bless your name, Jesus. Oh, bless the name of our God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a way to live your life, to live your life in a way to make God smile. We thank and praise God for our praise team. Well, good morning to everybody. We greet you in the grace, peace, joy, and love of God, our Father, 
and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Love to the family. Man, I got to tell y'all, those of you who are watching, even those of you who are here, boy, I miss y'all. Man, it is just good to see you. I, man, I look, I saw some faces on the Zoom call last week. I was ready to start crying. I'm like, oh, my God, it's been so long. I ain't seen you so long. But I'm just so grateful to see all of you who are here, all of you who are watching both near and far. Again, thank you for the privilege of allowing us to serve you, to encourage your heart and inspire your spirit just to keep you going as we fight through this global pandemic. Uh, just a couple of things, man, I want to share with you before uh, our praise and worship team comes back. Um, first of all, I've gotten questions as to when we are going to come back. And we have formed a medical advisory group within the membership of our church of doctors and nurses. And the consensus is we're not going anywhere until the doctors say come back, just so you'll know. I don't care what the governor says. I don't care what the mayor says. I don't care what any politician says. We're going with the doctors. Amen. And so until we get a cure, until we can get some tests, heck, until we can get some masks, right? We're not coming back. Amen. So uh, we're going to keep on worshiping just like we're doing periodically. We'll have parking lot praise. You can practice social distancing and wave at folk. And then if you're at home, uh, man, just Zoom us, take some pictures, and let us know that you are worshiping at home or wherever you are. But we're going to wait till the doctors release us and tell us that it is safe to come back. I, I've got to say thank you to our members who have just been absolutely tremendous. All of you who are members of our church, who have supported this church down through the years. Man, it has been such a blessing, your faithfulness in your giving, not just your faithfulness in your giving, but even beyond that, many of you have stepped up and said, Pastor, we want to be a blessing to other families as well. Um, I told you our food pantry um, service has gone up 2,000% since COVID-19. We're serving 2,000% more families than we served before. Absolutely tremendous. And there are those of you who have said, you know what, Pastor, I want to give towards that. Uh, one member came and gave me $500 worth of gift cards and said, bless 10 families with that. And we have some families, members of our church, who have been furloughed and laid off. And I'm reaching out to some that I've just found out about to make sure that we can help them through this time. But, but we're not going to get through it unless we get through it together. And so we're certainly grateful and thankful for you for your support. Man, we are exciting, excited. We've got the Joy Campaign coming up. The Joy Campaign coming up. This is our small group series that's going to start May the 17th. May the 17th. The Joy Campaign. These life groups are going to kick off, and I'm excited about our small group ministry because we're going to take it to a whole nother level now. There are no physical restrictions or boundaries, so you can get on your Zoom platform or whatever your platform of choice is, and you can sign up for a small group if you go to our website, goodhope.org, or you download our app, 
and you download the I Am Hope app, you will find the Joy Campaign graphic there. Click on that. There's a message from me, and then you'll be able to register for any small group you'd like to be a part of. So if you want to be part of a life group that is uh, with singles, or for females only, or males only, or millennials, or Gen Zers, or seniors, or married couples, or you just want to be in an open group, it's going to be a tremendous time of study in the Word of God. The theme of our small group discipleship series is living a joy-filled life in a trouble-filled world. It's a right-on-time, right-on-time word, living a joy-filled life in a trouble-filled field world. And we're looking forward to God blessing us in a powerful way. We'll be studying through the book of Philippians. That's uh, Paul's greatest scriptural hits. So many powerful passages that we know and love are in the book of Philippians. And so we will start that campaign, if the Lord says the same, on May the 17th. Next week is Mother's Day. Mother's Day is next week, so make sure you are ready to celebrate your mother, me, ma, nee, nee, nana, grandmama, mud, dear, big mama, big Annie, whoever it is, make GG, whatever name you come up with, make sure that you celebrate your mother on next week. And those of us whose mothers are in heaven, we certainly will remember them as well. We're going to have a special gift for those mothers who come out. We're going to do parking lot praise next week. And so those mothers who come out and share with us, we have a special gift for you. So we would love to see mothers come out and share with us with their children and or their grandchildren if it is safe for you to do so. All right? Where are all my May birthdays? All the May birthdays. Stand up wherever you are. Wave your hands if you're in your cars. Those of you who are at home, if you're having a May birthday, we want to celebrate you. Go on, girl. I see you celebrate your birthday. Celebrate your birthday. Celebrate your birthday. Well, we're singing happy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You look good, you don't look you know good. you look fine? You look fine. We hope you have, hope have a good time. Hey, we're singing happy. Happy birthday to you. Ooh, we're singing happy. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're singing happy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, man. This is this is. I don't know if there's a better time to really celebrate your birthday because you don't have to worry about anybody showing up to your party that you don't want there. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, you. Hey, you can do your Zoom birthday and just call the folk you want to be at your birthday. That's all. And if somebody said, "Well, I didn't get an invitation," oh. pandemic, COVID nineteen. What can I say? That's the excuse, right? Listen, praise team is going to come and minister in song, and following that, we are going to complete our mini-series that we started. Um, I believe that God has a word for you today, and so whether you are in the parking lot or you are streaming with us, I believe God has a word for you today to encourage you through 
COVID-19 and even beyond. All right, wherever you are, put your hands together in the parking lot, flash your lights. We're going to be good neighbors. I don't want to blow our horns and wake folk up who are sleeping in on Sunday, but flash your lights. Come on, let's make some uh, noise if we can. If not, just show some signs and let's give God some praise as the praise team ministers in song. Amen. The scripture tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. How many of you are, regardless of your circumstance, have joy today? Come on, wave your hand if you have joy. The joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for your joy, Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen. There's beauty in my brokenness. I've got true love instead of pain. There's freedom though you've captured me. I've got joy instead of mourning. Help me say there's beauty. There's beauty in my brokenness. I've got true love instead of pain. There's freedom though you captured me. I've got joy instead of mourning. Cause you give me joy. Down deep in my soul. Down deep. Down deep in my soul. In my soul. Down deep in my soul. Said you give me joy. Down deep in my soul. Down deep. in my soul. In my soul. Down deep in my soul. There's beauty in my brokenness. There's beauty in my brokenness. I've got true love. Instead of, pain. Instead of pain, there's freedom though you've captured me. I've got joy, yes. I've got joy instead of mourning. Cause you give me there's joy in my brokenness. I've got true love. I've got true instead love of pain. Instead of pain. Oh, there's freedom though you've
never been more secure. Knowing your heart, yeah. Said I never been so free. Caught in your love. Never been more secure. Knowing your heart, Lord. Said I never been so free. Caught in your love. Never been more secure. Yeah. Cause you give me joy. Say you give me joy, you give me joy, joy down deep in my soul, down deep, down deep in my soul, in my soul, down deep in my soul. Say you give me joy, you give me joy, sway down, down deep in my soul, sway down, down deep in my soul, on the inside. your mouth and release your joy today. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for your joy. Your joy is our strength. Your joy gives us peace, God. We thank you for your joy, yes. Somebody say, Lord, thank you for your joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. Thank you, God. Scriptures declare that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Even those times where it seems like you're praying and God's not answering or he seems silent or ignoring you, just know that as you pray, God hears your prayer and God has answered your prayer. And there is victory, even in times like these, where it seems like everything is coming on us at once. God has destined us for victory. So know that you're victorious. Know that God is the God of the miraculous. And he's heard your prayer and he does answer prayer. Look at somebody near you and say, keep on praying. Keep on praying. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Come on, let's sing this, everybody. When we pray. When we pray. We believe. We believe. We receive what we ask. In His name, all things are possible. When we pray, we tap in to miraculous things and victoriously we declare that we know. Of the righteous availeth much. The prayers of the righteous prevail. Yes, we know. We know, no. Prayers of the righteous prevail. His love never fails. The prayers, the prayers of the righteous scripture also declares that this is the confidence that we have in him that if we pray according to his will he hears us and if he hears us we have the petitions that we desire look at your neighbor again and tell him keep on praying when we pray say we we believe we believe we receive 
receive what we ask in his name. All things are possible, yes. When we pray, we tap in to miraculous things. And victoriously, Righteous, there is much. The prayers of the righteous prevail. Say yes, we know. We know. Prayers of the righteous prevail. His love never fails. The prayers of the righteous. Righteous. Yes, we know. We know. Prayers of the righteous. His love never fails. declare that today. Come on, say, we are victorious, say. We are victorious. Yes, we are. We are victorious. We are. We are. Now, come on, everybody, say it with confidence. Say, we are victorious, say. We are victorious. We are, yes. We are victorious. We are, we are, we are. How many of you know God is a God of the miraculous? You are miraculous, say. Yes, you are. You are miraculous. You are, you are, you are miraculous, yes. Shout for victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got 
got the victory, yes. We've got the victory, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, glory to your name. Glory to your name. Father, we thank you for this time in your word, and we pray now that you will bless your word as it goes forth, that good seed would find good soil, and that in finding good soil, it would receive good water, that good fruit would be produced in and through our lives. We pray now for preaching power that your Holy Spirit may have its way and that you would be glorified in the midst of it all. God, I already know what the devil has tried to do this week to deter this word from going forth. And I just pray, God, that you would, in a supernatural way, display your power in the midst of it all. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's the ability to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Uh, one definition is a person's ability to wait something out or endure something tedious without getting riled up. It is one aspect of the fruit of the Spirit, some say it is a virtue that we should strive for, but very few people have. It's patience, that ability to just wait. And what's interesting about patience is, uh, while many of us desire it, most of us don't want to go through what we need to go through to develop it. You see, patience is never delivered, it's always developed. And the only way it can be developed is if you are put in a position of waiting. And I don't know about you, but this COVID-19 pandemic has gotten, as my mama would say, on my last nerves. Right? I mean, we've been waiting and waiting. We, we've been waiting for, for word of this pandemic and and how deadly it is. We've been waiting uh, to get some consistent news instead of the inconsistent reports that we have been getting. Uh, one, one minute it's going to last uh, a day or two, 15 days. Then we get a report the next day. It's going to be gone magically. Then all we need is a week. Quarantine in place two weeks and then stay another two weeks and now wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. And, and I'm just tired of the waiting. But my brothers and sisters, one of the things that God has shown me in his word is that waiting can be a blessing. See, what makes waiting a positive or negative experience, good or bad, is not so much the waiting, but what we do while we're waiting. See, some of you that are listening right now, some of you who are watching, you, you hate to wait. But, but I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, that there's a blessing that can come when you wait. Here's what you have to ask yourself. What will you do while you wait? Will your waiting be a time that is constructive or destructive? Uh, will waiting develop you or will waiting destroy you? Will, will waiting 
be productive or will waiting be painful? And I think what determines whether it is productive or painful, whether it will develop you or destroy you, is your perspective as you go through your waiting. Uh, in our text today, God gives us, I believe, some Holy Ghost-inspired insight into how to get the most out of this pandemic-imposed shutdown. God, I believe, gives a word of encouragement, a word of instruction to help us understand how to get the most out of this period of waiting. I've told you before, and I'll tell you again, every situation in life, I believe God wants to teach you one of three things, if not all three things. God wants to use every situation in life to teach you first something about yourself. Secondly, God wants to teach you something about other people. And third, and ultimately, God wants to teach you something about him. Our text today is Psalm 46. And the title of this message as we close out this series is The Power in Your Pause. The Power in Your Pause. See, I believe God wants to use Psalm 46, if for no other reason than to teach you a purpose for this pause, a purpose for this pause. Now, I know all of you have heard the phrase, the power in your praise, and, and you've got to praise your way out, and you've got to shout your way out, and it calls for us to be active participants, and too many of us look at pausing, P-A-U-S-E. E, we look at a pause as a, a lack of activity on our part. But I've got news for you. God shows us in Psalm 46 that a pause is an active participating part of your experience in becoming what God wants you to be. If you have your outlines, would you say amen? If you need an outline, go to the I Am Hope app and download the outline and you can fill in the blank there or you can follow along with us and our excellent media team and we can help walk you through this passage. Just get your Bible and a notepad and a pen and follow along with us. Now, let me just as a form of review, go through the first two messages in this series and then we'll close out with this third one. Uh, the first message Part one that we talked about was you need to pause and realize God is your refuge and strength. You need to pause and realize God is your refuge and strength. Now, now the word that we are focusing on, the word that I think gives us powerful direction, even though it is not to be declared, is the word selah. Selah. Uh, in some translations, you will see the word interlude there. In some translations, it doesn't even appear. Let me tell you why that word is so important. It is important because, number one, the Psalms was the hymn book of the nation of Israel. Uh, many of them were written by David, but some of them were written by other priests and, and those of the Levitical order, and they were worship songs. And Selah is a musical term that literally means to pause or wait or hold it. Now, somebody may say, well, well, what do you mean by that? 
you've heard preachers say that the word, when you're reading the scripture, should not be spoken. And they're absolutely right. The word is not to be spoken, but it is a word that is to be obeyed. It's a word that's not to be declared, but it is a word whose direction is to be followed. Here's basically what the word says. The word says, when you are singing this, and in our context, when you are speaking it, when you get to this point, don't move too fast. As a matter of fact, stop for a moment, pause, and reflect on what has already been said. Listen to what has already been said, because if you move too fast, you'll miss the intent and emphasis of what you just heard. So part one, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Stop. Pause. This psalm is a communal song of consolation, encouragement, and worship. Uh, You will see throughout this psalm, plural pronouns used, our, we, us. And this word is, is likened, selah, is likened to a, a musical term, a fermata, fermata. And, and a fermata is, is a bird's eye. It's called a bird's eye because it looks like a bird's eye or a cyclops. And basically when the fermata is present, it suggests an extension of a note or an extension of a word, and that extension is normally at least twice the extension of what would normally be the timing throughout the song, but it can be extended for longer. And the idea is that this word, this concept is so powerful, it needs to be extended. And God says with the Selah, extend this, don't miss it. Extend the fact that I am your refuge and your strength. You see, we're so busy seeking refuge in other places and other things and other people that God says, no, you need to realize I am your refuge. Uh, Somebody who has been going through this COVID pandemic, you thought at the outset that your job was secure. Uh, You thought that you were immune to the effects of a downturn in the industry. You, you thought that the industry would never get this bad. The economy would never get this bad. That when unemployment hit, you, you looked at yourself and you said, well, there's some underlings that may get hit, but I'm, I'm always going to have a job. And God said, no, I'm going to shut the whole thing down. I'm going to shut everything down, but here's what I need you to understand. Even in the midst of shutting everything down that people view as important, guess what? I am still your refuge, and I'm still your strength. I'm still able to provide for you in your weakness. I am still able to make a way for you. I am still able to take care of you. He says, I am your shelter. When all earthly Refuge has proven to be futile. I am your refuge and I am a very present help in trouble.
You don't have to call me. I'm there already. I'm with you already. One of the things this pandemic is revealing is the insatiable lust for money that we have in this world. We're making decisions about the life and death of people based on economics and based on money. And people who have had a lot of money and have built their self-worth on their net worth and have determined how good they are based on how much they have, now they are in trouble. Those of us who never had anything are having no problem because at the end of the day, we can go back to our roots. We can go back to our foundation because our foundation ultimately is in the Lord. And the writer says, now pause. Think about it for a moment. Part two of the power in your praise, you need to pause and realize God is your source of joy and your fortress. You need to realize God is your source of joy and your fortress. My brothers and sisters, how many people just want to get out of the house just to get out of the house? Have we seen people protesting, talking about the cure can't be worse than the disease, and the disease is death? Like the disease is death. I mean, there are people who are losing limbs because of this disease. There are people who are losing the function of their kidneys because of this disease, who are now set for a lifetime on dialysis. And they're talking about the cure can't be worse than the disease. And over 65,000 people have died already. And they're anticipating and expecting over 100,000 people to die. And they're protesting. They want to get out. They want bars reopened. They want restaurants reopened. They want sporting events. What is wrong with our value? I submit to you that they don't know where their joy is. As a matter of fact, they are more focused on happiness than they are on joy. Listen to what the writer says in verse 4. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. The scene shifts from outside of the city to inside of the city. And the people inside of the city are being surrounded by the Assyrian army. They are literally under a stay-at-home order. They can't leave the walls of the city of Jerusalem. And the Bible says God wants to remind them. He wants to remind them that there's a river, the streams that make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. You see, even though Jerusalem is not built by a river, they still had a source of water. That source of water didn't come where enemies could see it. It came through a spring and came under the wall into the city. So even though the enemy had the city surrounded, there were blessings rolling right underneath the enemy. And I told you on last week that God has a way of blessing you even in the midst of your enemies. Maybe that was what was in part alluded to in Psalm 23 when the writer says he will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Your enemies being present, your enemies surrounding you has nothing to do with God blessing you. God says, I will provide for you, and I'll provide for you in ways that your enemies don't know. 
I'll provide for you in ways your enemies can't stop. Somebody ought to shout right there. I feel like shouting right there. God God said, he will provide for you. And then watch what he says. And the Lord of hosts is with you. The Lord of hosts. That, That phrase in the Hebrew, literally, the commander of the armies of the Lord. The one who commands countless angels. The Lord is with you and all of the backup is with you. God is with you, you say, wait a minute, but, but why am I going through this? That's your bad theology because somewhere along the line, somebody taught you erroneously that knowing the Lord will give you an exemption from problems and give you a detour from difficulties in life. And here's what God wants you to know. What I don't keep you from, I can keep you through. And the faithfulness of God is displayed not when he keeps us from something, it's when he keeps us through it. Because now our lives give glory to God. And then watch what he says, Selah, stop. Don't move too fast. That's a shouting point right there. Here's the third message, just one point. You need to pause and recognize the works of God. Recognize the works of God so you can better know his person and give him the praise he deserves. You need to pause. You need to stop. We're talking about the power in your pause. You need to pause and recognize the works of God so you can better know his person and give him the praise he deserves. Listen to me carefully. Don't miss this. The power is not just in pausing. The power of your pause is in reflecting. It's taking the time to remember what's going on around you and who is with you. Watch what the eighth verse says, Psalm 46. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. Come and see the amazing things the Lord has done. See the evidence of who God is by looking at what he has done. How is it that despite all of our medical advances and all of our technological achievements, that a virus, a germ, can shut down the world? God is trying to get our attention. God is trying to get our attention. He's trying to get you to understand, especially those of us who are children of God. He's trying to get us to the place where we stop long enough. And so watch what he says. Go down to verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Now, in verse 9, he says, he makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bowl and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire, right? All of that is somebody reporting about what God says. But notice when you get to verse 10, the quotation marks. God said, you know what? Let me step in here, intervene, and let me speak for myself to you so you have a greater understanding of what I'm saying because I'm talking right to you, right? This is not a message that's coming from somebody else. No, I'm going to tell you, be still. And know that I 
am God. The message is not be still and know that he is God. God said, no, I'm going to talk to you for myself. Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes God requires your activity in order to achieve something. But there are times that God needs you to just sit down, get out of the way, and just watch. Take notice of so you can see what God is doing. Watch what he says. Be still. That, that, that phrase, be still, you know what it literally means? Relax. Um, if we were going to modernize the vernacular of the interpretation of that Hebrew phrase, it would be something like this. Chill. Stop tripping. Take it easy. He says, be still and know that I am God. Now, that word for know is an interesting word because it really has two ideas. It has the idea of one, observing and reflecting, and secondly, experiencing for yourself. So he says to each one of us, be still and know. God, how am I going to know? By observing and reflecting on what's going on around you or by looking at what you are experiencing for yourself. He says, be still and know that I am God, Elohim. The word that is plural for God, simply connoting to us that he is plural in his power while he is still personal in his concern. He says, be still and know. And don't miss this. There's some stuff you won't know until you learn how to be still. And here's the truth. The truth of the matter is, maybe not you, but the car parked next to you. Maybe not you, but the person sitting next to you. The truth of the matter is, some of us have been moving so fast in life that we did not stop long enough to know. It is just now, after we've been in this thing, three, four, five, six weeks of shutdown. Some of you in other parts of the world, nine, 10, 11, 12 weeks in shutdown. It is just now that some people are still enough to know. Stop moving long enough to know that God is God. And here's what God says. I will be exalted. Not, not I might be. He says, no, I will be exalted in the nations and all over the world. I will be exalted. Listen, it's not a mistake that there are people who are streaming from all over the world. That people are seeking, seeking out Christian information and Christian counseling more than they ever had in the world. That more people are downloading Christian music than they ever had in the world. It's not by accident. God said, I will be exalted. He says, even nature will declare my glory when I shut you down. Birds are flying where they couldn't fly. Fish are swimming where they couldn't swim. Animals are walking where they dared not walk until God said, let's stop all of this. And let me get your attention so we can have a reset. He says, be still and remember that God is God. That's what Hezekiah had to do. He had to literally in the midst of trouble realize and remember 
and remind the people that God was God alone. Listen to what he says in 2 Kings 19. So now, O Lord, verse 19, our God, save us, please, from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, O Lord, are God alone. That they may learn that you are God alone. He said, the Lord our God, the God of Jacob, he is our fortress. He is our protector. He is our keeper. But here's what the writer of the psalm reminds us. It's hard to know that when you won't stay still. When you don't stay still long enough to learn what God is saying. When I was a child, it was hard to stay still. Right? Mama, grandmama tell you, sit down. Be still, and you'd be fidgeting and everything. They said, boy, you act like you got ants in your pants. Well, the truth of the matter is that many of us have an adult disease of ants in the pants. And it's hard for us just to stay still. That's why people are crying to get out. That's why people are crying to get back to bars and crying to get back to restaurants and want to force the hand of government officials and, and take them to court because you're infringing upon my right to be busy. And I can hear God saying, keep on playing with me and I'll shut it all down and nobody will move. See, when you reflect on who is with you, in the midst of what you're going through, you can relax and be still. I, I, I need somebody to leave here today. I need somebody, when you leave this broadcast today, I need you to be able to exhale just a and know that he's God and know that he's handling it, know that he is working it out. That's what Moses said to the children of Israel. You remember they had left Egypt and here they are, they're facing the Red Sea, and there's an a ocean behind them, there's a sea behind them, there's a desert on one side, mountains on the other side. Here comes Pharaoh and his army bearing down on them. They can't get away. There's nowhere for them to go. And listen to what Moses says, Exodus 14, beginning at verse 13. Don't be afraid. Stand still and see the Lord save you today. The old translation says, and see the salvation of the Lord. The Egyptians that you see today, you will see no more. Just remain calm stand still the Lord will fight for you how many times do we boast about who we know and what we have done and fail to realize and God is making us realize now that he is the one who deserves the credit somebody in here needs to access power through your paws Somebody in here, you got to realize who God is and what the Lord has done and just stop and reflect on what the Lord has done. You hear the words of the song, you, you read the words in the text, you hear the words of the sermon, you hear the words of the teacher, and, and, and you ought to call a self-imposed Selah moment. Let, let me give you an example of one and then I'm going to hurry on to a close. You ever been in church and the choir singing? Um, this is especially true in our culture. Choir singing, praise team singing, soloist is singing. 
And the Lord uses them in a powerful way. And then they go sit down. And the musician may be playing, trying to ease out of the song. But then all of a sudden you hear somebody holler. Yes, sir. And you say, Lord, what, what was that? that? That was a Selah praise. Thank you. It was a Selah moment. Because when that person thought about the truth that had been articulated in the song or the lesson, and they had a moment to reflect on what the Lord had done for them, they could in that Selah moment say thank you, much obliged, hallelujah, because it was a pregnant pause that produced a baby called praise. And all I'm trying to get you to understand is that when you get to a place, when you are forced to pause, see power in your pause. Matter of fact, I dare somebody to start looking for the blessings that have come out of this pandemic. I know we've seen people die. We've seen people sick. We've seen people furloughed. And they've had some stress in their lives. But I dare you to find something to be grateful for. And if nothing else, be grateful that God has given you a Selah moment. To be able to reflect on how good God has been. Selah will make you reflect on God in the midst of all that's going on. Selah will make you rejoice in what God is doing. And Selah, listen carefully, will make you relax because you know everything is going to work out to the praise, glory, and honor of God. Lord, have mercy. It's when you pause, you have time to realize who the Lord is. It's when you pause, you have time to realize what God has done. It's when you pause, you can look around and see what God is doing right now. It's when you pause, you can, yeah, think about some giving God some anticipatory praise because you know the God who has done and the God who is doing is the God who can do whatever you need him to do. It's when you pause that you realize that you can trust God when things are not going right around you. It's when you pause you can remember who God really is. And somebody, under the sound of my voice, I want you to pause and give God praise for the works he has done. He can make and remake. He can create, break, and bless. He has so much to work with. But you ought to stop in that Selah moment and say thank you for the works you've done. Somebody else, you need to stop and give God praise because of his person. Because he is God all by himself. And he is to be exalted. 
pause and give God praise because of his presence. Because he promised never to leave you nor forsake you. And even in the midst of the storms raging, I'm so glad to know that God is by my side. Thank God it doesn't matter who comes against me. I've got the Lord of hosts protecting me. Have I got a witness in here? Somebody ought to give them a wave offering. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Because when you think about how far God has brought you, when you think about how he's made a way for you, I don't know about you, but my soul doesn't wonder how I made it over. I know it was nobody but the Lord who brought me through many dangers, toils, and snares. And I'm ready to give him the praise in my Selah moment to stop and say thank you. You, you know, just this week, boy, the devil has been busy. I mean, he has been busy. He has been coming after me on multiple platforms, multiple ways. He didn't stop until about 3 o'clock this morning. And, and I literally, in the bed, just started thanking God. <laughs> and my wife said, what, did you, what, what are you thinking about? I said, I was just thinking about how good God's been. Just thinking about how good God has been. I'm, I'm not focusing on the enemy that's attacking me. Man, shoot your best shot. Do what you can. I'm, I'm focusing on God and how good God has been. But, but can I tell you something? Some of you have not gotten to that Selah moment because there's been too much noise around you. It's been too much noise around you. It's been too much noise around you. Too much noise. And when God hit the pause button, silence came. And some of us can't handle the silence. We want some noise. We want some background noise. There's a powerful song that our friend Brian Courtney Wilson recorded. It's on his Great Work CD, his latest CD. I've asked Elder Mark Taylor to sing this song. The title of the song is Noise. It might not sound attractive when you hear the title, but listen to the words. It'll bless you. I can hear God clearly now that the noise is gone. Gone are those distractions that had been haunting me so long. Pointless matters are broken, shattered. Are the disguised voices yielding sinful choices? I can hear God clearly now that the noise is gone I can hear God clearly now that the noise is gone gone are those distractions 
that had me haunted for so long. Pointless matters are broken, shattered. Are the disguised voices yielding sinful choices? I can hear God clearly now that the noise is gone. Should I stand over here or should I sit over there? How long should I stay? What color should I wear? Who will be featured? Should someone else prepare? As long as I'm in God's presence, who really cares? I can hear God clearly now that the noise is gone. Gone are those distractions that had been haunting me for so long, so long. Pointless matters are broken, shattered. Are the disguised voices yielding sinful choices? I can hear God clearly now that the noise gone now should I walk through this door or should I come another way is this seat available can I kneel down to pray would he or she be unhappy should some stranger appear is there any room for Jesus Cause Jesus is near I can't hear God clearly Now that the noise is It's gone It's gone It is gone it's gone it's gone it is gone it is gone oh yes it's gone away yes I can hear him clearly I recognize his voice and I can feel his presence I've got to bow and rejoice God is here. I need him to speak to my healing. I hear him. I can feel him. Thank God he's turned off the noise. I can hear God clearly now that the noise. I'm so glad the noise. The noise. It's gone. Oh, yes, it's gone. 
so glad it's gone. Oh, oh, oh yes, it's gone. I said it's gone. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, it's gone. It's gone. it is every every distraction is long gone oh yes it is yes it's gone it's gone it's gone yeah. oh I can hear God clearly now that the noise is Somebody just wave your hand. Come on. How many of you are hearing more clearly from God now that the noise is gone? Lord Jesus, I'm telling you, we had some noisy places and predicaments and noisy people. But praise God, now that the noise is gone. I hope you don't let that noise back in your life when things finally start opening up. For the person who's watching right now, listen, you may not have ever asked Jesus Christ into your life. Uh, you may not know him in the pardon of your sins, or maybe you want to recommit your life to Jesus Christ. And I want to let you know that uh, this is not about church membership. It's about a relationship with the God who loves you so much. He loves you where you are, but he loves you so much. He doesn't want to leave you there. Even for somebody, you may be a church attender, but you've never really given your life to the Lord. And you need to know that being in church doesn't make you a Christian any more than standing in a garage makes you a car. Uh, you can be in the right place and still not be in the right position or have the right relationship. So I want to invite you to join me. I want to pray this prayer of salvation. And I want to give you an opportunity to ask the Lord into your life. Uh, we, we have traditions in churches. You walk down the aisle and or raise your hand and you have to say something in front of the congregation, whatever that tradition is. It's just that it's our tradition. But the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Confess Romans three, that you are a sinner. Because the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Not y'all have sinned. All of us, every one of us. And those of us who are saved, we're not perfect. We are just saved by grace. The same grace that's available to save you. And the Bible says the payment for sin is something nobody wants to get in their check. Because the payment for sin is death. Not physical death. That's just one expression of it. But eternal damnation. Separation from God. But the Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, we can be saved. So I want to pray this prayer of salvation and I want you to join with me. And here's what I believe by faith. I believe by faith. I believe by faith. If you pray this prayer, if you repeat these words after me and you meet it in your heart, 
that your relationship is eternally secure with Jesus Christ. Now, you need to find a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-practicing church, and I want to encourage you, if you don't have a church home, you're welcome to walk with us until you can get back to your church home. You're welcome to walk with us, and we'll love on you and encourage you to be the best that you can possibly be, but we want you to get connected somewhere. Let's bow our heads, and I want you to pray with me and repeat these words after me, wherever you are. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I want to turn away from my sinful life to the life you have planned for me. Please forgive me for my sins. Cleanse me of my past and make me new. I believe your son Jesus Christ died on the cross for me and I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead at this moment I want to accept confess and claim Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior to live in my heart from this day forward send your Holy Spirit to guide me and help me do your will in Jesus name I pray amen we believe by faith if you pray that prayer that you're saved we believe because it is an act of faith we believe because God said it in his word it's not tied to our feeling it's tied to an act of our will and we bless you for praying with us. Now, before we worship the Lord in our Lord's Supper celebration and we partake in the Holy Communion, I want to give those of you who would like to take this opportunity an opportunity to worship the Lord in giving. There are six ways that you can give here. Five of them, you can use your smartphone or your tablet. Um, those of you who are in the parking lot, if you'd like to give a tangible gift, uh, our deacons are here serving and I'm grateful for these brothers. They're getting all the vitamin D they need today out here serving. And uh, we praise God for our camera people. We ask you to give as God has blessed you. Give as God leads you to give. And I want you to know, if you go to our website, you'll see the kingdom work that we're doing both for our children as well as for our youth, our young adults, uh, our married couples, and for those in the community. All right? Let's prepare now to worship the Lord around the Lord's Supper table. For those of you who picked up your elements um, on yesterday, uh, we ask you to get those elements out, and we are going to ask God's blessings on them. If you have uh, grape juice or juicy crackers, um, if, if you don't have anything, if you haven't been able to prepare anything, I believe God will honor it just with water and bread or crackers because it's really not the element itself that's holy is what it represents. And so I'm going to give you a minute and we're going to sing uh, one of the old hymns of the church um, as we prepare for the Lord's Supper today. Um, I want you to have your heart and mind ready. The Bible says if you eat or drink unworthily, you eat or drink damnation to your own soul. And that word unworthily in the Greek doesn't refer to our 
holiness or righteousness because the Bible says all of our righteousness is as filthy rags before the Lord. Um, that word unworthy means how you approach the Lord's Supper table, your perception of the Lord's Supper. If you don't see it as honoring and giving us an opportunity to remember the death the burial, the resurrection of the Lord, what he has provided for us, then you are coming to the table in an unworthy fashion. It's like me taking a $100,000 car and hauling pig manure in that $100,000 car. Even though I can afford the car, somebody would say, you're not treating that car worthily. You should have a pickup truck. You shouldn't be using a luxury vehicle to haul Hall pig manure, right? I'm not treating that car worthy in a worthy fashion. He says, when you come to the table, make sure you come to the table and the blood and body of Jesus, the sacrifice that he made, you come in a worthy fashion with your mind, recognizing what he's done for you and being reminded of what he expects from you. Let's sing and let's get ready to worship around the table. that died next to Jesus rejoice to see that one that got saved that found in his his day and there may I and there may I though vile is he Give thanks for the blood of the Lamb. Wash all my sins away. Wash all. 
my sins away, away, wash all my sins away, Ooh, and there may I have the elements in front of you. We pray that this body and this blood that represents the body and blood of Jesus will bless us as we are reminded of what he's given for us and remember what he expects from us. And that even in the midst of this pandemic, we can be salt and light in the world that we live in. Amen. On the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread, and after he broke it, he blessed it and gave it to his disciples. He said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Everybody say, for me. Might be hard for you to remember or realize this, but over 2,000 years ago when the Lord died, because God is not limited by time, he saw you and me, and he gave his body for you and for me. He said, as often as you eat this, do so in remembrance of me. Let us eat and remember together. Amen. Likewise, when supper was ended, he took the cup, the fruit of the vine, and after he had blessed it, he poured it and gave it to his disciples. He said, take drink. This is my blood. This is the new covenant. The writer of Hebrews said, without the shedding of blood, there could be no remission of sins. The song said, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Let us drink and remember together. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible says they sang a hymn and went into the Mount of Olives. We have no mount except the world in which we live, and we pray that we would be better witnesses and servants for the Lord until we come together again at this table. I want to thank all of you who are streaming with us and watching. Man, praise God for you. Thank you again for the privilege to be able to come into your personal space and encourage you to become all that God wants you to be. To our members, I love you. To all of those who are here in the parking lot, in our parking lot, praise God bless you so much. Listen, don't forget, next Sunday is Mother's Day. We have a special gift for every mother that shows up. So make sure you come. It's parking lot praise. If the creek don't rise and the weather stays the same, we should be in good shape next week for parking lot praise. Also want to let you know there will be free mask and testing going on at two sites. It's being sponsored by our public officials and Tina Knowles Lawson and Beyonce Knowles. You know her 
her as Queen B. They are sponsoring testing here on Friday at Cullen Middle School and on Saturday, this Saturday coming up at Forest Brook Middle School. Make sure that you get that information. Press releases will be going out tomorrow, but I want to let all of those who are here know, those of you who are watching, from 10 to 5 on Friday at Cullen Middle School, 6900 Scott Street, and Forest Brook Middle School on Saturday, 7525 Tidwell, 10 to 5. Last but not least, tonight on Real World Real Talk, I'll be interviewing Jason Earls, Christian comedian Jason Earls, and we'll be talking about how to laugh your way through COVID. A whole lot of us have been praying and crying and going through a whole lot of things, a whole lot of changes emotionally, mentally, spiritually. It's time to laugh a little bit, so you'll enjoy it. Come on and be with us. That's tonight, 6 p.m. Central Time on KTSU. And for those of you who are outside of the Houston area, you can catch us on KTSURadio.com. You can also catch us on our Facebook page, on my Facebook page. Just look for us. You'll find us, all right? Listen, God bless you. God be with you. Come on, let's ask God's blessings on us. Now unto him who's able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before his throne with exceeding great joy to the all-wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. In the name of Jesus, we pray and ask all of these blessings. Amen. Amen. And amen. God bless you. God be with you. Listen, man, may the Lord bless you real good. And remember, God is doing something wonderful in you. When everyone else around.